0: Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. I'm super excited. On scale the podcast, we've got Aaron Shashilla. He is the marketing manager at Waypoint Property Inspection and he also has a digital marketing company called Wolfpack Advising. Um, what's cool about this entire show is the way that Aaron has onboarded his virtual assistants, the fact that he has seen a 50% increase in revenue. And I think you're going to find lots of value in exactly his proven process of onboarding a virtual assistant. How'd you hear about us? Like, How'd you come across MyOutDesk?
1: Word of mouth. Um, One of our um, co-owners of Wolfpack Advising and one of the co-owners of Waypoint Property Inspection uh, attended a conference and another home inspection company was using MyOutDesk. They had one virtual assistant with their office. We're very like, I feel like uh, a lot of people um, don't necessarily understand it. Are very hesitant, and we just said, you know what? We want to be that company that does something different. We want to be able to grow and expand, and um, you you know, we can't scale in the way that we want to. Um, So it it led us to to making the jump. That's cool, man. What what what's interesting is like
0: how how do you? First of all, I love the name Wolf. Is it Wolfpack Advising? Is that the company Correct. name? wow? Yeah. What a great uh so I'm a wrestling guy. Uh in high school, we were the Wolfpack. And so oh, nice. you know, When you said that, I'm like, yes, Wolfpack back. But uh <laughs> it's just kind of a cool name. How'd you guys come up with that name as a company?
1: Uh so the biggest thing with me and and one of my core beliefs is you know, one of us doesn't make the whole, right? It's everybody together that kind of makes the company. It's everyone working together that kind of um, Helps everyone grow. So when we think of the wolf pack, I kind of think of it's not just one person, it's everybody together that kind of creates the pack and helps the company grow.
0: Wow, and so you came up with the
1: name. You, you, this was one of your brainchilds. Uh, so I, we kind of were hesitant on the name. It was actually the three co-owners, so I'm the majority owner of Wolfpack Advising, and then it was cool. also one of the co-owners Austin Heinz. and then actually my mom. Uh, was in on it too, and she was very adamant about Wolf Pack advising. Um, she she really liked that that second part. So and I like I, if I, I like have, your mom. <laughs> yeah, if I have to give it to her, you know, I'd I'd give it to her.
0: That's awesome. Are you guys in business together? Is this a family thing? Like your mom's in it?
1: Is there other family members besides you and your mom? Uh, no, it's just my mom and I, um, and then of course Austin Hines, who's actually one of my really good friends. Um, so. Before this, I actually worked as a home inspector in my family's company in a small business. Um, So I was a home inspector throughout college, and I really wanted to do marketing outside of college. So it happened that I found Austin Heinz and they were looking for a marketing manager. So it really worked out um, because they were really looking to um, expand and grow their company. They were in a really completely different market, too. Um, But ever since then, too, I also wanted to do my own thing, which is... Kind of how Wolfpack started. That's super cool. How long have you been in business, Wolfpack, like advising as a company? So technically it's been in business since the middle of 2019. So what is that like two and a half years? Sure. Um, however, ever we've never really taken it seriously until the start of this year. Um, wow. And it's always been a side hustle and still kind of is. So I start like Wolfpack at 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then I work my m- main job. And throughout the, the weekend, um, now I have Fridays to where I can work uh, Wolfpack Advising full-time. Um, but it was just a side hustle. And then we had virtual assistants. We had other employees that were working on things as well.
0: That's cool. You're going to be the first person that's ever used our virtual assistants that I know of as a side hustle and then <laughs> built a business. So that's kind of cool. Um, why, uh, why virtual assistants? Like, What is it about that? taking that leap of faith made you believe that caused you to decide to pull the trigger. Um, when, by the way, your industry, um, the, the inspection industry, not so much the marketing world, Mm -hmm. they're not really embracing virtual assistants. A lot of older folks, you know, what do you mean? I, you, they're in another country, you know? So it's, it's a, it's an interesting kind of niche. Um, what caused you to move forward? What caused you to make the decision to pull, pull the trigger?
1: Right. I mean, you're completely right on the aspect of the home inspection industry. I mean, the, the stereotype is that the older white guy with the clipboard, right? That's just totally. looking at the home, right? Totally. And it's kind of going on this shift to where now there's larger home inspection companies that are not just, you know, the, the guy who's retired. It's people are starting it as careers. So with that, I mean, you get you get a lot of younger people coming in, especially like myself, who are looking to kind of make a difference, make an impact and uh, one of that is scalability and growth of a home inspection company and that's really never been done like nationwide. Um, mm. Home inspection companies have grown to other cities sometimes, but it's very difficult. Nobody has a proven process yet, so it's all about how do we create that proven process and then start replicating in other regions.
0: Wow! So is that the vision for the company? Like, you know, make it work here in your local market, build it up, you know, hire a, a, what we call a blended team. So there's in, in the field, license inspectors, and then there's a group of people, typically vir- mostly virtual assistants, who are doing all the process, all the, you know, administrative work, all the billing, all the customer service, all the phones, all the website, like all that stuff. And then your licensed people are out in the field. Is the plan to kind of get the local thing right and then scale nationally?
1: absolutely i mean we're taking the first steps into growing into a separate region now with waypoint property inspection um wow. so we're starting that actually at the end of this month beginning of this month um or beginning of september but okay. that that's absolutely the goal um we have licensed inspectors that are out in the field and it's also coming up with the training process for them and then coming up with the process of what do we need to um w- what's the proven process internally and how we can how can we scale that and repeat that over and over? Wow. What do you think the biggest challenge?
0: Because um, you know this show is about scaling businesses, right? And you know it just happens that we have virtual assistants that help in that. But the reality is, I I'm always interested in that growth, like local to regional, regional to half of the country. You know, like west of the Mississippi or something. You know, like that's it's kind of a funny <laughs> thing to say out loud, but. I'm curious, in your mind, as you're growing this thing and getting ready for a regional expansion, what are some of the challenges that you see you'll have to overcome to build a really big company?
1: The biggest thing is with our specific industry, there's no proven process for marketing. Um, So with other industries, right, you can just say, yeah, I'm going to spend money on Google ads. Yeah, I'm going to spend money on search engine optimization. Yeah, I'm going to hire a sales staff and they're going to be, you know, the the bulk of bringing in new customers, with the home inspection industry, it's a little bit different, um, just because we have a mix as far as who we are kind of um, trying to court. You know, we're okay. trying to court the real estate agent to be like, well, we want your referrals, right? You, we want to say like, if you're going to give out three different home inspection companies, we want your our home inspection company to be one of those recommended referrals. Right. But at the same time. Are we trying to market to actual home buyers? Are, and those people are definitely a lot harder for us to get to. So it comes to a, a decision on how are we going to take a, um, some type of marketing strategy and really scale it up? Because um, it's really difficult to kind of get all these sales staff that kind of have to be hyper-focused on courting the real estate agents, but then also trying to collect first time home buyers or just home buyers in general. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the struggle. And you have some companies that are going one way, some companies that are going another way, and you have some companies that are doing a mix and they're using mods to scale it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what I love, um, you've just, if you're listening right now, there's something interesting happening here. And I want to point it out because it's really important. You know, if, if you have a Google My Business profile, right? And you're a local guy, it's a very simple thing. To corner a market in a, in a little local town. I'm in Sacramento. If you're in a home inspection company, you can do a little SEO, you can create some articles, you can get good pictures in there, get a lot of reviews. And all of a sudden, if, if you're living in Sacramento, and you type home inspection company, super easy to come up number one, right? But then you decide to go to San Francisco. And now you've got a Sacramento, San Francisco, Bakersfield, Reading. Now you're going to be a regional player and you can't necessarily make different profiles for each of those areas under the same parent. Um, like So what you're talking about is a huge problem for companies that are you know, transitioning from local to regional. What are some of the thoughts? You're a marketing guy. So I'm curious, what, what advice would you give people as you're, as you're making that transition?
1: Right. I mean, you're absolutely right with the Google My Business thing. Um, so if some of the things that we've tried is saying, OK, well, like, let's just open up another office and have another Google My Business location and collect right. reviews. So that way you can get that organic growth going and kind of let that region sustain itself from that Google My Business profile. Um, however, the, the, the problem arises is you're still competing with the people in your current region. So when you have a competitor that's right maybe right underneath you that's willing to take the throne of the most google reviews and the highest rated whatever it is you can't just put all your resources in that location you really have to start from ground zero um, you have to start with you know starting getting your business over there and having those people refer their refer that business or get those reviews right yep. um, the other aspects of it are you have to find a way, one, to collect business from there. But then two, how do you let it sustain itself? And the Google My Business lets it sustain itself. But again, you have that problem of you can't work both at the same time. You, know, it, it, you really yeah. have to start from ground zero. So my thoughts in regards to it and what we're doing with Waypoint or what I would recommend to any other company is develop your, your marketing strategy to get into the market, whether it's Google Ads, SEO, whether you're going to have that sales stuff, whether it's going to be a mix of whatever. And then from there, your people that are there that are doing the servicing should be able to sustain the organic growth itself, right? If your business isn't able to just grow by itself just because you're an awesome company, then you're probably going to run into an issue, right? So what are you, what, what?
0: I'm, I mean, just like lay down the foundational stuff for our customers as you expand, which you're about to do next month. What are step one? What is step two? What is step three? And I love it because you're a marketing agency and a home inspection company. And so, like, it's unusual to have those two hats on. And so, I think this is going to be good because most of our customers are really great salespeople, but they need support on marketing, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. I think this is a great opportunity. But what are you, what do you think the one, two, three
1: punch is as you expand to a second location? So, the first thing that we do is we need a timeline for when we're going to hire right? And yep. we're, we're going to have somebody live in that area. Luckily, we were able to partner with an investor in the Orlando market where we're looking to expand to. So mm-hmm. that investor is going to be able to give us like a sustained amount of business. It's not going to be enough, right? But it'll be a good enough to kind of keep one person maybe half busy. So, so, part of that- so,
0: so hold on. So you're creating a beachhead. You're like, it's like your version of Normandy. You have a single point of business that will help you get going and that gives you the confidence to invest in that market
1: exactly yeah i mean if, if you're going to kind of in cold turkey it's it's a lot more difficult um, unless you have some type of way to get into the market which is what we have
0: that's awesome so, okay what's step two
1: step two is you need to initiate your marketing strategy right to keep that person busy So the first step for us, for example, is we know on average, like how much money we need to spend on Google ads to keep one home inspector busy. So if we know that number, right, then we can just say, well, we need to spend that amount, maybe more in the other market in order to capture some more market share. All right. So So your
0: number two is go directly to paid and just buy the business when you're brand new.
1: Yeah. For us. Yeah. And, and we've heard from other companies as well. Like they're not afraid to run like 18 months, um, negative uh, on a certain location. And we, I, I mean, personally, I don't suspect that we should be able to run negative for 18 months. I -hmm. suspect, I mean, with a, with a positive return on Google ad investments that we've had, I suspect that it, it shouldn't be near that. I mean, it should be six months, maybe um, as long as everything turns out, I mean, we've, this is our first entrance. So we're going to learn a lot along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. We're doing this. We're having this conversation at this particular moment. We might have to do a second call to hear how yeah. it go, how it went six months down the road. So Aaron, I, I hope you're open to it because our audience would love to hear what happened. Okay. So what's step number three. So just to review, you guys have a beachhead, uh, a, a local person who's willing to provide you some, you know, beginning business, and then you're jumping into paid ads. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, what's number three?
1: So we have tons of other marketing strategies that we're initiating, right? We have social media that we're initiating. Uh, we can start doing our sales calls and everything else. But of course, the step three moves into growing that. So initiating the, the marketing strategy and then adjusting if you need to. So seeing how that is actually playing out into the actual market. And then step three would be, when is it time to hire another person? So when you start saying like this person, like for the home inspection business in general, if like he's booked two days out, you need to hire somebody else. And then you need to go and ramp it up again. So So ramp up more Google ads. And
0: Step three is really understanding your internal employees capacity and then planning based on the success of the marketing program in step one and step two. Is that kind
1: of your your thought process? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, you're going to go along the way and you're going to have holes, right? To where you're going to say, well, we need to hire more office staff to answer these phone calls, right? right. Or we need to fix this whatever process. And, th- and that's just part of going into a new area. But when we're looking at it at, from a big picture, right? Step one, how are we going to get into that market? Which we have that investor, that relationship. Step two, you're right. Initiate the marketing strategy. How is that performing, right? Three months. What are we looking at as far as a return on investment? And when do we need to go as far as hiring again and then making it even bigger?
0: Yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm excited too because I want to hear how would a marketing agency utilize a virtual assistant in that process and how are you guys using our virtual assistant? And then I also want to hear, you know, what what places a virtual assistant lives in a home inspection company? Like I think there's mm-hmm. some cool like details. You've been a client for a year now. Is that right? A, a year and a half or
1: so? Um, I think it's been a little over six months. Okay. So short time. Yeah. That's yeah, good. but we're excited. <laughs> we're, we're still <laughs> like, going with it. Okay. We, we've hired within that six month period. Actually, I think we started six months ago. We hired uh, two more. Okay. So, so
0: you're, rapid growth, you're, you're onboarding one and then you hired two more. Let's, let's dive into the marketing space. How would you use a virtual assistant in, in your marketing advisory company?
1: So our marketing agency is a little bit different as we cater mostly to home inspectors. We've worked with real estate agents. We worked with pest control companies. I mean, we can work with pretty much any kind of servicing industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that our virtual assistants kind of fit in is we have two different aspects. One is social media, right. And our marketing of the agency itself. So they assist us with a lot of the marketing posts that we put on, on social media, or um, maybe designing some type of designs that we have. Of course, everyone's kind of familiar with Canva, right? Yep. Um, the other aspect of it is we have a marketing automation system that we um, initiate for a lot of home inspection companies. So if anybody's heard of like systems like Active in SendinBlue, all of yep. these email systems, you can create marketing automation sequences um, and kind of make your whole marketing system or strategy um, automated. automatic. Yeah. yeah, yeah you don't, yeah. you don't have to worry about anything. So what they do is they basically help clients or help clients set these up for themselves, help manage them and then tell them how they can optimize it. So for example, if you know, you're sending out these postcards and you're getting this kind of return from it, or maybe your open rate is at this. Well, we're seeing over in these types of campaigns, this is getting a really good open rate. So we'd recommend for you to start doing this, to increase your open rate for your campaigns.
0: That's cool. Okay. So the two places or actually three places, you're talking about social media, all the posting that has to happen, all the collection, all the kind of responding to, you know, maybe ads or maybe post. And then second is design coordination, like all the crazy design stuff that we all have to do. Right. Um, And then I like to call the third thing, like a director of traffic, right? So you create this, marketing process. And then somebody has to like pay attention. Is it working? Is it not working? What do we need to tweak? What's wrong with this content? How many emails are actually open? So it's just somebody who is, you know, really an email coordinator or a marketing coordinator for uh, inspection company in your world. Is that, does that, is that all the three, those are the positions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's one other, which is like, they set up the accounts as well. So with Active campaign, for example, in a regular business, you could easily integrate it with you know, what kind of a CRM you're using or whatever to get your information. Yep. However, with home inspection specifically, we use um, a CRMs that are pretty much outdated. Uh, so they don't communicate well with Zapier. They don't communicate yeah. well with other platforms. So when you're trying to scale, um, you run into a huge problem because you can't get any of your data and you yeah. just can't start marketing and using it. So what they do is we have a special process to where we can integrate with systems like Active Campaign, and they set up those accounts and kind of say, well, here's our proven sequence that we've used for other home inspection companies. Yep. This is it for you. Design it for you. What do you want? Set it up and then say, okay, you know, we'll meet in 30 days, 60 days or whatever to optimize it to more.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So what part is yours versus the virtual assistant? Because obviously there's strategy there. There's probably talking with a customer, but it sounds like it is
1: your piece, the strategy, and then their piece is the implementation. So our piece um, is more so strategy, but innovation. Um, Because we've built the building blocks and we know what it takes Um, And of course, we can do our phone calls with our our clients on specific strategies, or um, things that we're recognizing within the industry that other clients are doing and how they could possibly um, help their strategy as well. But a lot of it is innovation. So chatting with these companies about how they can innovate their marketing strategies, and then innovate our product product in of itself. We do have other products that like we, um, or different services that we do as well. So for example, web design, search engine optimization, um, those are things that we do as well. So there's other, other ways, um, that we kind of run our business, but, uh, specifically with marketing automation or email marketing, that's what we focus on. Those are the main ones. What's interesting since you're in this, now that you have
0: three virtual assistants, you've been with a, with us six months, you've probably tried some things with our virtual assistant that just didn't work out. And I'm a weird guy. I want everybody who hires a virtual assistant to have massive success and learn from our customers. Right. And so Mm -hmm. what are some of the mistakes you made either in terms of job functions, communication, onboarding? Like what would you, what advice would you give to another marketing agency who is thinking about hiring a virtual assistant? What can't they do? What should they be doing? What should they be thinking? Like just give, give those guys some help, you know?
1: Yeah, so we were pretty lucky in the way that we hired our virtual assistants initially. Uh, We were very, um, very lucky the way that we thought it out as far as developing a guidebook. And within that guidebook, it listed all the steps that they needed to know um, to do every single sort of task. And we created, uh, we used Loom to create videos um, on how to do it. So the onboarding process was super um, smooth. Okay, so Uh,
0: wait, 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 (laughs) because this is really important.
1: You guys just knew to do this, but most of our
0: clients actually, this is that one area of failure that always happens. What do you mean I have to take a video? What do you mean I have to write down a process? That sounds like a lot of work, Daniel. Can you just do it for me?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) It's like, what do you tell that guy? I mean, when you're trying to scale your business, you need to have proven processes that it needs to be written out, right? how can you expect anybody to kind of pick up what you did if you don't write it out, explain it, and put it in a video? Um, so when we're trying to scale anything, um, it needs to be written out, it needs to be documented, and a video helps 100 times more. So having all those pieces um, written out in a guidebook are really crucial. Yep. And I bet you,
0: and I'm just you know, cause I, I haven't talked to your virtual assistants, but I bet you, they think, oh my gosh, this company's fantastic. I love working here. I know exactly what my job is. Like there's no friction in the, in the employer employee relationship. They don't feel like they can't win with you. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, with, um, one of the virtual assistants, uh, her name's Lara. She is just so happy all the time. Um, and I'm so incredibly impressed because I can say one thing and she knows to take notes and put it down in her guidebook. And the next week, I mean, she's already working on it. Cause it's written down. It's in her guidebook. She knows the process. So yeah. I'm like, well, this is amazing. Right. And yeah. we have ways that we check in every 30 days, every 90 days, you know, we check in and kind of say, you know, this is what our goals were for social media. This is where we're at. You're crushing it, right. You're right. following the process and it's working.
0: Yeah. What this guidebook, um, Like if somebody's listening and they don't have one, what advice would you give in creating the guidebook? How did you go through that process? What did it look like? Just give us a quick um, understanding.
1: Yeah. So the first thing I did is I just went to a Google doc and I listed out what are all the tasks that I want them to do and when do I want them to do it? So what is their schedule going to look like? And really think about um, the time that it's going to take them to do all these different tasks, right? So Monday nine to noon, they're doing this, you know, the latter half of the day, they're doing that. Then just writing down each step, like you're making like that classic example of like how to make a peanut butter and, je- peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. Right. Um, so step one, step two, step three, add my video. Right. Um, yeah. And do that with every, every task. And, and you've just found
0: that to be easy to translate It makes the virtual assistant happy things work out better when you have that proven process
1: absolutely i mean it it, you can't just give it to them um so like the first couple days i mean we're going over the guidebook with them and doing the steps with them and then we ask them to show us uh, for them to do it themselves like over on zoom and then once they show it i mean it's proven that you've you've shown you know how to do it you have the guidebook you have the pieces and you know, the next 30 days, the next two weeks, something may change. And that happens. I just send them a message via Slack and say, Hey, can you add this to your guidebook? Can you start doing this and add this to your guidebook? Here are the steps. Here's the video. And they know to just add it in as another piece and when they're going to do it. Okay. So you don't even know it, but you just uh, blew
0: everybody's mind with the communication and adjusting over time and then how you train. So I wanna make sure that everybody that's listening understands the brilliance that you just shared, right? So there, there's a lot of it in there. Um, how often do you communicate with your virtual assistant and what was the training period? What did it look like to hand off the job and feel like you know, they're, they're 100% set? And uh, w- the brilliance that you, you, you went through something called the learning framework. So the learning framework is they watch me doing the job. So that's a Loom video or any video that you create, right? Then we practice. So then the virtual assistant and the customer practice doing the work together. That's the Zoom where you are watching them do it, right? Then they go out and actually do it. And then after 30 days, you come back and say, did we hit our goals? So right there, that's the learning framework. And then if the virtual assistant or any employee can then teach someone else. So if you then empower them to bring on somebody below them so they can show someone else how to win. Now you've just reached mastery and that that's called the learning framework to mastery. So you just beautifully articulated it. Um, <laughs> what, what, what would you add in terms of how often to communicate, how often are you slacking with them? Um, any other tools that you use to make them feel a
1: part of the team and part part of the company? Right. So, um, if I'm the direct supervisor of a virtual assistant, which I am for one, um, two others, I am not. Um, But if I am, I'm chatting with them every day, just via Slack. So once in the morning, um, she checks in and, you know, types in what she's working on throughout the day. And I comment if, you know, I have the time if I need to. And, you know, she'll check in in the afternoon when she's going out to lunch and then check in afterwards. So it's kind of just sporadic throughout the day. We really just chat when we need to, but it's, you know, good morning and then good afternoon and yeah. good evening kind of thing well um, and our
0: our people are always doing start of day and end of day reports report, so you know exactly what they've worked on throughout the day right I mean that's a, a piece that's pretty important
1: yeah absolutely um, it really helps too that they um, slack about what's going on as well so we don't we don't necessarily require that but Um, I get updates from all the virtual assistants throughout the day. Like, hey, this is what I'm working on. Can I have your feedback on this? Or, um, you know, I just chatted with this customer via text and this is what they had to say. I figured you just want to know the feedback um, that they had. You know, maybe it's a really awesome review or something that they said via text. Um, So yeah, as far as as communication daily, that's what I would suggest. Um, If, you know, you're onboarding somebody, I would definitely say like take, the week or say the first day you're on with them on zoom and you're just going over the guidebook and you're just reading off all the different tasks, but then you're reviewing it with them. And then Mm -hmm. maybe the next day you just start saying, okay, now you're going to start doing these things, right? Yep. You've read it through. We've done it together. You start doing it. You're doing amazing on all these things. Okay. Let's check in at the end of the week um, after you start done all these things and, and see how it goes. So at the end of the week, you could check back in and say, hey, how did all your tasks go? Did you have any questions? Um, Which, of course, they would slack you if they had any immediate questions. But you can just kind of review the performance and review the quality of the tasks that they did, right? So if they were supposed to take care of your social media, you can review it with them to kind of give them feedback on, hey, what you did over here was really awesome. I love that. This is really great. Maybe on this side, I would recommend, you know, adding a little bit more of our branding or something like that. Right, right. Um, but then after that, I mean, you slowly start tapering off and now I'm only meeting with virtual assistants every 30, every 90 days. Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. I wonder what, what would it be? What would it look like
0: if you didn't have a proven process, the guidebook, the loom videos, how long would it have taken you to onboard a virtual assistant into your business?
1: (laughs) It would have taken so long. Um, uh, you, uh, if we didn't have that, I, I don't know what would have happened. It probably would have just been a mess. <laughs> and would they failed. would have been, yeah, they would have been sitting around not knowing what to do and, yeah, yeah. and totally. having tons of questions.
0: What about their English? Cause you're obviously utilizing them in a communication capacity, meaning, you know, social media, email, talking to customers, texting with customers. That's a big Whoa, Daniel, I don't know if that's going to work. You know, what's their English like? What's your experience with our company and the virtual assistants
1: and what their English is like? You know, it's funny you mentioned that because after like the first week or first day, I was, I was calling my mom and calling, a, I I was, I was telling my fiance, I was just like, they speak better English than I do. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know how to speak sometimes and they are just perfect. Like their grammar is way better than ours, just because, I mean, I guess they study it for so long and we just kind of just roll with it. Right. And yeah, yeah. from other people. Well, when you have
0: to learn something and you, you actually go through a process of learning, you get really good at it, but we just are born with it. So, you we, you know, we can kind of scoot by like I did in English class, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting. We've nailed what a virtual assistant should do for an agency. We've nailed how to bring them on board we, or, or how to onboard them into your proven process and get the training. We've talked about communication. Um, is there anything else that would be important if you think back to yourself six months ago when you first hired your first virtual assistant? Like, is there anything else, any advice you would have given to yourself as a brand new customer?
1: You know the the biggest thing I would say is not necessarily like that I could think back and, and give myself advice. I mean, if I could get into it earlier, I would have. Um, mm-hmm. But the biggest thing I hear too from people maybe hesitant getting into it is say they say like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so slammed, yes. I you know I don't have time for anything. I don't even have time for this phone call to talk about this. And you know you you kind of pitch like, well, you should get a virtual assistant, and they're like, no, no, like I just it's not possible, like the stuff I do is too complicated. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the one I hear all the time. And it's just like, there's stuff you do every single day. That's just repetitive and yep. that you could easily just scale and have a virtual assistant handle it for you. And then you could focus on something else, enjoying your life, focusing on some type of innovation for your business, rather than just living in the business, working on the business instead.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So with your virtual assistants, the three that you've had, what have you been focused on? What have And what do you think your return on investment is? Because this is an interesting conversation. We're six months in, you obviously have done it the right way, which is cool. That's why our team set you up for this interview. Uh, but I'm curious, like, you know, what do you think the return on investment is and what have you been able to do with all the free time? Because it sounds like they are doing most of the doing in your business right now. So that probably frees you up like 70, 80, 90% of your time. <laughs> so I'm curious, w- what has been your experience with that exactly?
1: Well, I mean, for the first example, which I mentioned earlier, um, I have a day off now. Um, yeah. So I worked Monday through Friday and I was working 100% all the time, nine to five, and even afterwards. Um, and one of the biggest things I was working on was just interacting on Instagram and just mm. like making sure I was liking, engaging with people, commenting, making sure that companies were staying active. But once yep. I have that off, off my plate, I don't have to worry about Instagram anymore. I don't have to be by my, by my phone at nine o'clock at night, you know, right. clicking through profiles or whatever and interacting. Um, so one, I got a full day off. So that's one like full eight hour day where i could focus on whatever i wanted to do which is the side hustle wolfpack advising um and then with that with the um waypoint property inspection not only was i able to take a step back but then also i was able to focus on so many more things so we started doing podcasting now i don't have to worry about trying to get podcast guests because they do it for me right um Which is so amazing just because I'm trying to think about what's the next podcast? What are we going to talk about? How do I make this podcast amazing, right? And Mm -hmm. when you're trying to just reach out to so many people, it makes it very difficult to really innovate what you're working on. So the biggest thing I'd say with the rest of the four days is just innovating what I was working on to make it more refined, make things better.
0: Yep. And what do you think your return on investment is? I mean, each of our virtual assistant costs you about $21,000 a year. So, Mm -hmm. and that's full-time benefits, vacation, healthcare, all of their, you know, cost. What do you believe you would have to pay to replace one of our virtual assistants if you were to hire local in your market? And then what
1: do you believe your return on investment would be? So, and local in my market, I'd probably have to pay double that cost. Um, so that for just one virtual assistant and then one person per year, you know, at least forty-two thousand, right? Okay. Um, but the actual return on investment—if you think about my eight-hour day that I got back—what um, is my hourly rate? Well, with some with my side hustle, say I charge like sixty-five or sometimes one twenty-five an hour, right? Yep. I've made that money back for that one day, but then also think about the extra money I've made because now I'm able to. One one perfect example is. Uh, So the virtual assistant reaches out to top agents in our area to ask them if they want to come on the podcast. And because of that alone, because they can do that all the time, I'm able to reach out to so many other top agents and then start getting more business. So to say an actual number on that, I mean, it would be so hard to tell just because it's so much growth now, just because I'm able to focus on something else. So, you've, so it's cool because
0: that's a definition of scale. You give away your tasks that are non-dollar generating, then you focus on the most important work within the business, which is typically loving on your existing clients or finding more clients. And therefore, your revenue continues to grow year over year. That's called compound leverage. And it's just like compound interest. Your, your revenue just starts to spike upwards. So that's a fantastic way to end a call. Don't you think, Aaron?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, uh,
0: go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I was just going to say, I, we, even with the side hustle, because we have the virtual assistant there, I mean, I would say just within the last three months, maybe a little bit more, we've made an extra, like, say, $50,000 because yeah. our, our team is able to grow the, the company in a more scalable way.
0: So is that a double?
1: Uh, that would be a 50% increase the side hustle. So there's our return
0: on investment right there. 50% yep. increase in your business <laughs> after six months. Okay. Aaron, I want to wrap up. Um, I really appreciate your time. I would love to strategize with you if you ever have any needs or or concerns as you're doing this regional thing. A lot of our clients have scaled and, and grown from local to regional to national. So I'm your guy. If you have any needs, I really appreciate your time today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think I have anything else. Um, so I appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. man.
0: Thanks. Thanks for your time. Tell your mom I said hello. And I love that it's a family business. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Thanks a lot for your time. Have a great day. Thank you so
1: much. Have a good one.
0: Well guys, that was Aaron. He just explained his entire onboarding process to get a virtual assistant who's brand new, put them into a proven process and see revenue grow by 50%. I hope you enjoyed that show. If you want to hear more, if you'd like to take the next step and consider hiring a virtual assistant, I would just invite you to click below and grab a strategy session. In that strategy session, we will Basically create a plan for your business so you can grow and scale your business with Mod Virtual Professionals.